Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope you're doing well. I was out of the studio, so to speak, last week. What was I doing? I, I was off somewhere on some adventure. I'm trying to recall. I think it was related to um, some um, family duties I had with my children. I'll try to remember that later. Nonetheless, we got a great show this uh, morning and to talk about some stuff that's been going on this week. A lot of attention around the state of Texas on the issues of elections. Currently, of course, you know, nationally, there were there was a debate this week. So a lot of people thinking about elections. And so, of course, we're talking about them. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family and freedom. And we discuss those as it relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature and the media. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And look, Today, if you're watching on Facebook, and if you are, or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the little bell, that little button there, so you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and continue to get updated and notifications when we put up new videos. But this is uh, the fourth year we've been doing the Texas Values Report. We've got over 200 consecutive episodes of the Texas Values Report, which we have and we do, we tape and it's live weekly. So we hope you'll check in. And if you're watching on Facebook, Put a comment up. Let us know if you voted yet or if you're going to try to go vote today. All right. Full transparency. I'm trying to vote today. I was talking to my wife this morning, trying to coordinate. Am I going to go on Election Day? Because as you might imagine, Election Day is a busy day for us because we're running around trying to get things done, trying to get people out to vote and encourage people, letting them know what their rights are, all kinds of good stuff related to the elections. But Friday today is the last day of early voting. The main election day is Tuesday, March 3rd. So there's still time. And there's still time for you to encourage your pastor or the lead of your church to talk about the issues of the elections or remind people to go vote this Sunday during church. And so someone that's going to talk to us about that is our guest today. Ron Kelly is the director of the Prestonwood Foundation. He also is a part of the Culture Impact Team at Prestonwood Baptist Church up in the the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area in Plano. And we've worked together for many years on some major events that Prestonwood has had, and they're having one again this fall as it relates to educating people about the elections and about candidates. Ron Kelly is our guest today. Ron, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. I'm so happy to be with you here this morning. Well, your history at Prestonwood goes back almost two decades. You've been involved there for quite a bit of time. It's one of the largest churches in the state of Texas, if not the country, and very well liked. And Pastor Jack Graham is the leader there. Obviously, other good people there, Mike Buster and, and so on. But a lot of people know Pastor Graham. And Prestonwood's also known for having some really big events related to educating people about elections. I know during the presidential cycle last year, there was a forum, if you will. I don't know that it was necessarily a debate, but a forum that was hosted where you had presidential candidates there at the church. And so, you know, no, no stranger at Prestonwood for encouraging people about to go and vote, but really probably in a lot of ways the model. And so I'm, I'm glad to have you on because I think there are a lot of churches out there that are not telling people the importance of voting. They're not just simply telling them, hey, there's an election on Tuesday. Go vote. What's y'all's experience been like there at Prestonwood? Well, I think the whole premise of, of our cultural impact team, and first of all, we have great leadership at Prestonwood. Our pastor, he's a patriot. Uh, he, he loves the local church, but he loves our country. And uh, the whole premise of the cultural impact team is that 
you know, we live in the greatest country probably in the history of mankind. We're citizens of this country, but as believers, we're citizens of God's kingdom here on earth. And we believe being a good citizen and voting is a part of stewardship. And so we really, we make a great effort to get our people registered to vote, uh, to educate them, to vote their values. And um, we believe as Christians that we have every right to speak to the culture of, of our country. No, that's absolutely right. And we have a responsibility when it comes to voting. The freedoms that we have to vote for, we we fought for. I mean, and many people, and I say that kind of collectively as a people and as a country, but many people died for those rights. Many people die day in and day out or throughout the year that serve in our military services because uh, many of them are attacked or they're in a place where they're in harm's way because there are people out there that don't like for what America like what America stands for, excuse me. And so one of the things I have here propped up here in the studio is a document called Churches and Elections. And it's a one-page document just reminding people what their legal rights are when it comes to a church getting involved in elections. And I say involved in elections, really just discussing the relevance and the importance of elections. So we're going to run through a couple of those things, things I know that y'all have done there at Prestonwood. But number one, can a pastor in a church tell people that there's an election and talk about the issues and tell people to go vote biblical values. As you know, they can do that. One of the things that Prestonwood has done is held these candidate forums where they've invited candidates to come in from all the races or, or whoever's in that particular race and just say a few things about themselves and, and why they're running. That seems to have gotten a lot of attention and a lot of interest. You and I have been both been a part of that. That's something you are going to continue this October. Um, have y'all gotten good feedback uh, in regards to people that are in that area and that attend the church to see that that's valuable information? Yeah, absolutely. And Jonathan, we appreciate your involvement and your leadership in, in making this happen. In the last two election cycles, uh, statewide local elections, uh, we believe that we've held the single largest candidate forum in the state of Texas. And our forums are a little different. Ours is we, we come right out in the open. We're a faith-based forum. We ask three questions. We give the questions up front. Uh, the first question is, why do you think you're qualified uh, to fulfill this office you're running for? Uh, number two, what is the biggest challenge you're going to think you know, you're going to have to overcome? And thirdly, share with us your message, your story of faith. And uh, we, we believe that uh, the citizens, before they go to the polls, uh, should, should you know, uh, what is the, the faith story of, of the candidate that they're going to get behind? No, absolutely. And, and look, it's important, particularly in the church setting, right? People want to know, where is this person in their faith walk? What, you know, want to know a little bit more about them spiritually. And, and for, you know, a lot of people will suggest or think or even state sometimes that, oh, that should be separate. You, you know, that's... I just don't think that's realistic. Okay. You know, yeah. that, that is a, uh, whoever that person is individually is going to have an impact on the decisions that they make legislatively. That doesn't mean that they, you know, are, are not capable of considering a variety of different information, but if they, you know, if, if they're 
faith life is in a certain place, or if they're not involved, if they're not a Christian, or if they're not involved in a specific uh, faith, if they don't have specific religious beliefs, or if they do, that can have an impact and give you some idea of where they are, how they feel about issues. And the reality is, People want the government to be more involved in telling churches what they can and cannot do so it's relevant. I don't think it should be that way, but it certainly is relevant. And you have some people wanting the government to punish churches because of their biblical beliefs. And so it's incredibly important for us to know where they stand on the the issues there. And Look, I've had the pleasure of being on the Prestonwood campus many times for a variety of different events, and so I can't say enough about that. What can you tell the pastors and church leaders out there, though, that— you know, get nervous. And they're like, maybe the smaller church, oh, well, yeah, Prestonwood, they've probably got lawyers or access to money in case someone comes after them. There's never been a court case that's been successful against a church or pastor for telling people about an election date, for telling people to vote biblical values and and select candidates that way, for having nonpartisan candidate forms. What can you tell those other churches out there that get nervous about it and give them some encouragement of why they should educate people and at least tell people there's an election this coming Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. I would share with you two things. Number one, uh, we have a president. uh, I don't think we've ever had a president who is more uh, friendly to evangelical Christians than our current president. Number two, uh, there's been this lie that has been shared for too long that Christians, we should just stay in the corner, mind our own business, Um, But again, we have every right as citizens of this country uh, to speak up, and I would encourage every pastor, I would encourage every lay leader in their church, uh, we should be making a difference in our culture. And, you know, the Bible tells us to give the Caesar what is Caesar's, but if at any time uh, our government uh, wants to promote a law or or a principle that is outside the will of God, uh, we have every right to speak up and defend the truth, because that's what we have on our side as followers of Christ, Jonathan. We have truth on our side. And uh, now, the way we go about our business, you know, we can't be pointing our finger at people. And uh, I just think that we need to educate, we need to encourage, and we have every right for our voice to be heard in the culture today. Well, that's absolutely right. And, you know, in the last presidential election, 2016, the estimates were that maybe 50 percent of evangelical voters, however people want to kind of, you know, categorize that or define that, did not show up at the ballot box. I mean, that's a pretty big number. And so and look, this cycle, it's not just about the presidential. While that's getting a lot of attention, you've got a lot of states, states, excuse me, seats down the ballot. You've got Texas House. You've got Texas Senate. And those things are not decided statewide. They're decided in specific geographic areas where you can't can have voters that are maybe leaning one side to the other. And in this primary election, the different parties are selecting who are they going to pick to run against, you know, the other party, if you will, in the November election. And so a lot of important races. And and I'm seeing numbers so far that, you know, the turnout's really not that high. I mean, there's a lot of big seats up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I know there's several Texas House seats that are uh, very competitive. And certainly in the Houston area, in the central Texas area where our office is, 
And, you know, the other thing I want to mention, we've got a new person that's a member of our team, Judah Atkinson. She's a part of this new project that we started called the Church and Pastor Outreach Project. And it's very simple. We want to be engaging more with churches and and, um, pastors and church leaders in an organized way, not just when we need them. I remember several years ago, we had a law to protect the church and pastors so they wouldn't be forced to perform marriages that went against their beliefs, the pastor protection law. Jack Graham signed that law. So we reached out, excuse me, signed a letter supporting that law. So we reached out to Preston Wood and said, hey, can Jack Graham, you know, Pastor Graham sign this letter? And so we're trying to move from that space as an organization from just being like when we need the church reaching out to developing an ongoing relationship. I've been told from my research, they're close to 30,000 churches in the state of Texas. That's a lot of ground to cover, but we're certainly going to be doing our part because we know people of faith, a lot of times they don't have good information or they're worried about their legal rights. But as you know, Ron, there are a lot of lawyers like myself and Kelly Shackelford that are ready to defend churches if someone attacks them on these issues. Yeah, I mean, there are great organizations out there, and uh, uh, the support is there. And, uh, Jonathan, I just want to mention one thing. You mentioned about the elections that are going on right now. Uh, One of the things uh, that is so important, these judgeship races, most citizens are not educated on these judges, and we vote our judges. Uh, These these judgeships, it's imperative that we get the right people in the office. So, um, again, we we never tell people who to vote for, but we do educate our members, and, um, and we encourage them to vote their values. Well, we have a free resource that doesn't tell people how to vote. It just gives information on a variety of candidates, including judicial seats, as you were discussing, and that's freevotersguide.com. That's the website and the resource where people can check it out. That website gets more traffic than any other Voters Guide website in the state of Texas. We're kind of proud of that, but it's just a recognition and, and feedback that we realize, hey, a lot of people see value in it. They're using it. That's what we want. You know, as a nonprofit organization, and you can relate to this, I'm sure, uh, in your leadership position with the Prestonwood Foundation and there at the church, is, you know, that's the way you find out are we doing something of value as a nonprofit? Are we providing a service when people actually use it? So it's just a recognition and a confirmation that, hey, if we weren't doing this, it'd be hard for people to get this kind of information. So we're going to continue to do it. But it feels like this is the last opportunity on Sunday. It's not. We've got, you know, uh, May elections, local elections later in the year, and then the presidential and state based primarily elections uh, in November. But the last round of primary elections for these state races that are going to ultimately be decided in November is this Sunday because election last time for people to talk about at church, if you will, is this Sunday because the main election day for the primary election is this March 3rd, this Tuesday. And so we're hoping that more churches will get out and tell people and they'll use our churches and elections document. And Ron, before we let you go too, we just want to say thank you so much for the relationship that we have with Preston Wood Baptist Church, with Pastor Graham, with with Mary Carl, so you know Mike Buster, so many great members of y'all's team there, and we're looking to continue that relationship because we know that is key to really uh, having a good connection with Christians in the faith-based community there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. 
Yeah, well, thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate Texas Values, and uh, and we'll be together on October 6th for yes, sir. our candidate forum. That's and right. uh, we, we use your resources, and we appreciate those resources. Hey, one last thing. Yes, sir. Uh, we encourage pastors. Uh, we have what's called a citizenship weekend before major voting dates. And it's a great thing that we've done at our church just to educate our members uh, what a gift it is to be a citizen of this country. Get out and vote, and uh, uh, our voice should be heard. I love that. Citizenship Weekend, Prestonwood Baptist Church there in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area in Plano, I believe, off Plano Parkway, as a matter of fact. Uh, I know I've driven there a few times. I think that's um, the location. I'm checking the website. It's Plano. <laughs> it's West Park Boulevard, but I think it's close to— um, being right right off of Plano Parkway. But Ron it Kelly, yeah, Ron Kelly, everything seems to be somewhere off Plano Parkway when you get in that area. Uh, Ron Kelly, who's the director of Prestonwood Foundation, also a leader with the Culture Impact Team at Prestonwood Baptist Church, has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. God bless you, Ron. God bless you. Have a great day. You bet. Well, it's great to have Ron on, and I don't know, we might try to get a clip of that statement he made about Texas values. Maybe throw it up on the website, tweet it out. It's like an endorsement. That's always nice to have from such a big church, such an influential church, if you will. I I hate to say influential. I don't say I hate to say. The point I'm trying to make is a lot of people know who they are, care about what they say, and they really trust them. So to have an entity and a spokesman from that church say nice things about the work that we're doing at Texas Values, it means a lot to us, too. And we are looking forward to that October 6th event coming up later this year. We've done that two different cycles with Prestonwood. I do believe they have the largest candidate forums related to election issues in the state. They're a lot of fun. You're talking about five, 600 people there. They did one on the presidential I think three or four years ago in 2016, I forget, or, or close to the 2016 elections. And I think they got national news. I mean, it was a big deal. I didn't even get into the event. I didn't try. I um, I watched it, I think, on TV, but I think a couple of members of our team were there. Um, it was packed. So great to have a partnership, a friendship, and a working relationship with Prestonwood Baptist Church up there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Pastor Jack Graham doing a great job, along with uh, other colleagues there that we're friends with, Mike Buster, Mary, uh, Mary Finkelstein, great people there at Prestonwood, and just a great campus. I think they've got a school there, a lot of good things if you're looking um, you're around that area and recognize what they're doing there. But let me jump back for a second. I've got this here in the studio if you're watching on Facebook Live. Um, You know what? I might try to see if I can bug James Wasolik, our communications director, to put up a link to this Churches and Election document in the comment section on our Facebook feed. If you're watching us on Facebook, drop a comment and let us know if you voted. Um, and if you haven't, if what time you're going today, okay? And that's me, too. You heard me saying that in the, earlier. I'm trying to figure out my schedule. Um, I got kids playing sports today. I, we've got a busy day on Election Day Tuesday from our work, as you can imagine. But I got to vote. I can't forget to vote myself. So I'm trying to uh, see when I can get that done. But we really are trying to make a big push on the show this Friday because we know this is the last chance before March 3rd for you to be able to tell the pastor and leader of your church to Educate people about what their rights are. And just look, even if the pastor of the church just says, hey, there's an election on March 3rd, Tuesday, go vote. That would be a huge leap forward. Even though it's a small amount of information, 
it would be huge just to hear them say that because a lot of people aren't aware of that. They're seeing a lot of this stuff, you know, with the um, presidential uh, debates on the Democratic side and, and so on. And, you know, they, they're thinking a lot about November. They're not thinking, oh, I've got to pick someone, you know, at the primary level. I've got to decide if I'm going to vote Republican or Democrat and who's going to represent me. And so don't forget about that, because some races at the local level or, you know, at the state house or Senate level that aren't completely statewide, they lean so heavily one way or the other. So whoever wins in the primary is, you know, fairly certain or, or has that big chance of winning in November. I'm just being honest with you. Not all districts are like that, but many of them are. That's just a reality. So don't wake up in November and think, oh, I want to have an impact on who gets elected. Well, they've kind of already been decided in some races. But that's just another reminder of all the stuff that's down on the ballot. If you're voting in the Republican primary, there are resolutions on the ballot. Even though they're not binding, they're not going to end up becoming law. They are an expression of where the party is on certain issues. So you don't want to miss your opportunity to weigh in on those issues like religious liberty, like uh, the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, all that important stuff that's a part of our constitutional heritage and our constitutional principles and rights. So check all that out when you go to the ballot. Go all the way down. Okay. Now check your polling locations, too. All right. If you saw our Facebook Live yesterday out uh, on site at a polling location, you heard me tell the story about how even I didn't check my polling place ahead of time. And I got there two or three years ago and they had changed the polling location that I've been to several times and I almost didn't get to vote. All right. I almost found myself in a crisis. Okay, but I was able to figure it out just in enough time to make sure I could vote. But don't make the mistake I made. Okay, don't cut it close. Check beforehand to make sure polling locations haven't changed and you know where you're going before you go vote. There's great resources on freevotersguide.com. And this church's and elections document is there too. Um, But we're going to try to put it in the comments section so you'll have a link on Facebook right here so you can see this document, print it out, or just email it to your pastor or a lead of your church. And and so they'll know their legal rights on these issues that you can tell people to um, encourage them to vote biblical values. The pastor can individually endorse someone as long as they're not doing it in their church capacity. They can give money to a candidate if they want. That's their own individual money. The church can't make donations, though, and the church can't come up and say, Prestonwood Baptist Church is putting out an ad that they specifically endorse some candidate. I don't know that any churches are trying to do that anyway, but just so you know that um, where those lines are and how important it is to be aware of it. And so so since you know what your rights are, go out and exercise them. As a matter of fact, if you want to know, let people know about the website uh, URL, freevotersguide.com, it's legal for a church to tell people about this resource and then let them decide if they want to go check it out. So a lot of great information. And look, a lot of election activity in the Houston area, in the Central Texas area, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and all across the state, there's a lot of seats that became open, too. That people were, uh, you got now, now a lot of new candidates. So people were like, I've never heard of these people. Freevotersguide.com. Check it out. I was down um, in Hayes County yesterday. I was in uh, West Houston earlier in the week. Then I was in East Houston, where I grew up. My old stomping ground, East Side, as we like to call it, um, was out in the Baytown area. Picked up a little Tex Mex twice. Gosh, not that there's not good Tex-Mex in Central Texas. Don't get me wrong. But you know how it is. You go to your hometown. You know the spots. So I grabbed a little Papacitos on the way out of town on I-10 as I was coming back from Houston. And uh, that made the drive much easier, I have to say. But so 
we've been making our way around the state because there are a lot of active elections, a lot of act, a lot of activity, and a lot of people that have moved to Texas that maybe are voting for the first time. And don't assume, oh, if they move from one of those states that we don't really like because you know we don't want a California or Texas. Do not assume that that means because they came from the state that they're not going to support the same values that we do. I've run into several people that that's why they came here, because they're tired of some of the policies of these other states that a lot of times don't support biblical values or create laws that are designed or allow people to attack Christians and people that care about biblical values. And so a lot of people are looking for information, could be voting for the first time in this cycle because they just moved here. I ran to someone in my church in that exact same situation. And so send them to freevotersguide.com. Send them to txvalues.org. Get this document, churches and elections, in their hands. Or if they're not someone who likes to read, um, we got a great video. Okay, if you go on our YouTube channel, look at churches and elections. We put a great video together that really talks about what's in this document here uh, on churches and elections. If you need it in Spanish, you're you're good at English, but there, you know some people that... Uh, you know they speak a little bit of you know they a little bit of English, but they prefer Spanish, so they're more comfortable. We've got them translated as well. Let us know about that. We can help you with that, translated into Spanish. So, and really, the big message here is we just want to encourage as many people to get out and vote, and tell other people to do the same. Particularly if they're in some leadership position, because a lot of times they're able to communicate with more people than we are individually. But this this election year, this presidential year, there are a lot of people spending a lot of money to redefine Texas values of faith, family, and freedom. They do want to radically change what Texas looks like when it comes to election outcomes. And so uh, don't let them come and take it, okay, with the Gonzalez flag as we know, because some of them will, all right? Don't let it just be a slogan. Get out and do something. Get out and vote. And if you're in line by 7 o'clock when the polls close, you can still vote. Don't forget that. And so we'll have plenty of updates over the weekend, and we'll have updates on Election Day. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report. And don't forget, we are a nonprofit organization. You can donate to us at txvalues.org. There are tax-deductible gifts there. And that's how we're able to do the work we do for faith, family, and freedom in Texas.